A cosmic welcome to this week's guest, Rebecca Haas, visual artist. Rebecca is going to share some practical tips that we can use to connect to deeper parts of ourselves, along with her own spiritual journey and how mindfulness and meditation play a role in the work that she does as an artist. Welcome to Archives for Aliens, a podcast recorded for future life on Earth, planet Earth, consciousness, creativity, the nature of reality, cool people making things, and life outside the box. What makes you tick? It's cracked open, like eggshell. It also sort of looks like, almost like, there's like a human embryo, like a human, like, yeah, form in the one side of it. And it also looks sort of, I don't know. How do you think this relates to something you're going to talk about today? I think it relates to a lot because I'm working on the rebirth series. So that makes sense. Just sort of like an egg and embryo and birth and really into like universe stuff lately too. What's the rebirth series? So that is, uh, I've done a couple so far um, with uh, pregnant women and uh, incorporating them into scenes. Um, The first one was like a big Giorgio O'Keefe style flower backdrop. And then we painted the model into it. Um, Sophia Brown uh, did the body paint, but um, it was sort of about what I think is happening right now with um, with the evolution of consciousness and a rebirth period is what I think is happening. And so I'm expressing that through art and also a lot about like just the feminine spirit and the imbalance of feminine and masculine. So been focusing on that more also, like just the feminine spirit. So that's pretty that's much what really cool. Yeah, thank you. So are those all photographs? Yep. All photographs. Yeah, I'm really interested in learning about the process that you go through to create your photographs because yeah. they almost are like a photograph slash collage, like a real life uh-huh. collage to me. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, and I've gotten some inspiration from, um, mostly I'd say Sandy Scoglin as an artist has sort of combined art installation with photography. So I like the idea. I enjoy mixing like my fine art background with my photography and making sort of these surreal scenes and sets and then incorporating a model and lending her sort of into that scene. Are you trying to express a certain emotion? I am. I I kind of just like this kind of 
odd, surreal feeling a lot of times, I think. And I like to do that through both the set and then the model and also with color. I like using color a lot to kind of make it seem a little odd or surreal. Why do you think you like uh, them to be surreal? No, um, gosh, I just, I've always kind of felt drawn to that um, style. And I, I guess I'm sort of, my head's in the clouds all the time anyways. So mm -hmm. I just sort of um, think about, you know, weird things a lot and reality and what is reality and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I think that's what really draws me towards them is that I think cool. when things are represented with the surreal, they almost look more like realistic to me because mm -hmm. it's like what's going on inside your head. Right. Exactly. And have you gone through different artistic phases other than photography? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, before I got into photography, I just, uh, mostly drew a lot and then would paint sometimes things like that. So yeah, I went, um, I did some sculpture, which I really enjoy also, um, just all sorts of things like that. And then really just was kind of interested in photography, but, um, just using it as another medium, I guess, to, and then kind of just really latched onto it, I guess, and then decided that I could incorporate all of it together. How long have you been a photographer? Professionally, um, been working as a photographer for like 13 and a half years, I think. Maybe about 14, yep. I think my interest probably started just a few years before that, really. Yeah. Were you always an artist? Ever since I was little, I always liked to draw. And I always said I wanted to either be an artist or an astronaut. So that's probably another reason why I like, you know, doing surreal scenes and mixing in sort of these celestial type scenery and stuff. Yeah, you definitely just combine the two. Right. <laughs> yeah. I go to space in my mind anyways. So. <laughs> so have have you always been one to explore the nature of reality and trying to understand what's what's actually going on? Yeah, yeah, I I for quite some time now. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like as a teenager and on. Was there a certain book or, or person that really inspired you or an experience? There's multiple ones, I would say. Um, maybe psychedelics, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so psychedelics probably, when I was a teenager, was like first got me thinking about, you know, what is reality, you know, sort of, sort of things for sure. But um, 
I definitely feel like as an adult, especially in the past five years, I've been going through some new process. Um, just uh, through like meditation and sort of uh, just a whole nother level of, of thinking about reality, I guess. Yeah. And connecting to it. Is that through meditation? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I really feel like it's completely changed my life. It's huge. Do you practice a certain style of meditation? No, I wouldn't call it a certain style. I feel like I, I've learned different bits and pieces of different styles. And then I just sort of use that knowledge to sort of intuitively create my own mm -hmm. style, I guess. And I think I do a little of everything sometimes. Just depends. So. How did you learn? Just really watching and listening to different spiritual leaders, teachers uh, talk about meditation and um, yeah, and, and I, I did, I try to look it, look it up, you know, what is meditation? How do you meditate? And there's all the, you know, all different information out there. But uh, yeah, at first I really thought you're supposed to completely clear your mind, you know, and that's a big misconception. So I started to understand that, yeah, you don't really have to do that. And you can even just sit and observe your thoughts, which is what I did in the beginning. And then um, now I can clear my mind pretty well after, you know, years of doing it, unless there's like a lot on my mind. And then I just accept it. That I think a lot of the key is to accept it. If you're, if you can't clear your mind, just, and that's a big one. I think uh, you can just sort of observe your thoughts. And then just kind of lovingly just let them float away and accept that you're having these thoughts and it's okay, you know, and just yeah. separate yourself from those thoughts at the same time and just be the observer or just say like, uh, you know, a word or a mantra or something can help. Do you meditate? I think some people would say yes. Some people would say no. Yeah. Um, I've recently found that I do really well in some kind of moving meditation. Yeah, okay. So I definitely do walking meditation. I do some forms of standing meditation. Interesting. Yeah, everyone has their own techniques. And really, do you know Eckhart Tolle? Yeah. I never know if it's Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. I hear it both. I don't know either. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> but, yeah, it's one of those frustrating names. Right. Uh, yeah, he has inspired me so much. And he actually does not really meditate. He just sort of stays in a meditative or like in a state of meditation a lot of times, I guess. So he doesn't even need to just a master I guess but. <laughs> well that was my next question for you is I'm wondering do you find that the meditative state like pops in your mind throughout the day it does now yeah it does sort of just uh now and then yeah I just um remind myself you know just sort of feel the moment and just be still and 
Yeah, I find that being in the observer state is really, really helpful. So helpful. That's everything almost. I, to realize that you're not your thoughts, that you're the observer of them. Yeah. That's huge. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned that and uh, that your internal world really creates your external and not the opposite way around. And I think mm-hmm. if we all figure out those things. <laughs> we'd be a lot, lot happier. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that concept, which is yeah. kind of ironic because my whole, my unus mundus of my mm-hmm. my art website, that's the concept it was kind of born out of. Mm-hmm. This idea that your thoughts and matter are all intertwined. Definitely. Um, but when I decided that that was the name, I didn't really conceptually understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's taken another decade. Right. Yeah, I do believe our thoughts create our reality. Yeah. And so when you say that, do you use any kind of like imaginal techniques or anything like that? Do you know, and there was a time I used to think that all the manifestation stuff was, you know, kind of silly and whatever. But it's not if in the way that people think it is in a, you know, the very vague way, it sounds silly, but there's a whole lot more to it. But uh, I do do that and I do see it working. And I mean, there's, there's evidence that our observations do change reality through, you know, like, to like quantum mechanics and quantum, quantum physics and things like that. So, um, yeah, I visualize daily. Um, and then I think another part of it is to like feel the emotion of it, you know, and that's, I feel like as creatives, this might be a little easier for us, you know, to imagine and, you know, just probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I do do that. I, I visualize and feel the feelings of it and sort of connect with that emotion. And I, I see it working. I see it work. Have you had any really crazy uh, examples of that that you want to share? Well, like more recently, um, I'm, you know, I just sold my house. Um, about to get another one and uh, I did uh, come across one that I love and it was well above my budget and it was also under contract so I had my eye on it anyways imagining that it would go back on the market I even drove over there and stared at it and stalked it <laughs> so <laughs> look oh, at the it's perfect yeah look at the pictures all the time and um yeah, it came back on the market for me. So, and I actually got enough money for it now too. So I'm just waiting for the, you know, everything to align and, uh, you know, everything to pop up in that my account like it should, and then uh, continue the process. But I, so far, my visualizations with that has been, you know, working out. So that's awesome. Yeah. Do you associate your visualizations with the time that you do your meditation practice or are they separate things? Um, it's with it and it's a separate portion of it. So 
I usually just sort of start out my meditation by just sort of clearing my mind and just sort of feeling. And I, I kind of consider it like syncing up to the universe, like syncing my energy. So I just sit and do that and sync up first. And then I'll go through different stages depending on what I'm doing. So I go through gratitudes, I go through visualization, I'll go through like a mantra. And then I, I spend a certain amount of time just sort of feeling and just being still and clearing my mind also. Have you ever practiced what anyone would call magic? I don't know if you call it magic. I do have a spell box that you, you had a spell. You had a spell on your door. And I also had a spell. I do. I do have a spell on my door. I, and I just make up my own stuff usually just because, um, you know, and I know you think the same thing. I feel that, you know, words definitely in speaking them aloud, definitely carry an energy and a power. So, um, along with thoughts. So, yeah, so I, I, I do certain things like that. And I, I did, I just sort of made my own uh, spell box also. That's kind of like this healing and protection spell box. And I have my, I gathered, you know, gather certain rocks and leaves and things that mean things to me. And then I, you know, sometimes I'll do that little ceremony if I feel I should have one for someone or just for humanity as a whole. And I have candles that I like that you know I label each of them one's like love and one another one's peace and another one's abundance so I like those just as part of a ceremony too sometimes just sort of to um, you know bring those about and then I yeah. sort of just blow them out and release them so I, yeah I just make up my own things I don't know <laughs> I'm with you on that. Right. I, I would consider I would consider it magic. Uh, I only was okay. asking that because I've been reading a little bit more about different kinds of magical practices and things like that. I've been interested in alchemy. Have you read anything about alchemy? I don't think so. Right. So How do you define alchemy? It is the trans. Uh, what's the word like the transmutation of elements energy so um it's just about transforming how you can transform one energy into another i guess um so it goes back to like i don't know much about it at all it's like connected to some like old wiccan sort of um things also but i know like part of it's really um can be sort of science-based too huh i know people so it really is different than your thoughts create reality i think it can be connected to it i think it's kind of vague i really don't know much about it people are probably listening to this same <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have to learn more about alchemy for next time <laughs> but yeah uh I'm trying to think of the correct definition. And I know like, um, you know, I don't know when it was, uh, maybe hundreds of years ago, they, people would use alchemy to try to maybe turn coal into 
gold or, you know what I mean? It's like the same kind of, you know, like coal to a diamond. That's like considered alchemy, I think. Hmm. Can you apply it to emotions? I think so. I don't know how to apply it in this conversation, but I, I think it can be. Yeah. Because that would make sense to me. Like sometimes if I'm really angry or something like that, I like transmute the anger into like creative right flow and like through that it becomes happiness or something like that right yeah totally yeah I kind of do that I kind of I'll visualize like if I if I'm having like a maybe it's anger or whatever that feeling is it just feels kind of like heavy at the time anxiety or anything I'll I'll kind of push it out and I can visualize it, you know, maybe as like sort of this darker energy. And then I, then I also transform it in my mind to like a, a lighter energy, you know, and then mm-hmm. pull it back in and sort of recycle it until I feel like it's all cycled out and then sort of like this lighter energy. Oh, that's a really cool visualization. Yeah. I do a lot of visualizations like that too when I meditate. Sometimes I'll picture, you know, like, like a white light coming down, maybe like through my head and then I can kind of push it out through my heart and push it out into, I'll like, sometimes I'll visualize my energy moving out, like, to like the walls around my house and then out the walls and then traveling like farther, farther into space and then into the stars and things like that. That is so interesting that you bring that up. Is that something that you you made up or did you Again, hear about that one? Like bits of pieces of things that I learn and then I just figure out my own way of doing them, I guess. Some of them I come up with and maybe others I hear. Yeah. Parts of, yeah, it's more like bits and pieces of things here and there. I know how that goes. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of my practices or things that I do I I have no idea where they came from right I know I didn't make them up all by myself but (laughs) I know (laughs) tell you where they came from (laughs) right yeah I mean there's yeah I'm not really sure on those ones for sure I was just I was reading this book recently about magic Mm -hmm. and you would really like this book it's uh written by a guy who uh was on death row Mm-hmm. And he used magic mm-hmm. to get get off of death uh, row. Oh yeah, I he was falsely accused. Yeah, does he and, practice magic now? Mm-hmm. I I might know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. Da- Damien Eccles. I think, I think he might have been on Midnight Gospel, that show I was talking to you about with um that uh, Duncan Trussell does. He was. Yeah, because yeah. I, I watched it after you told me to watch it. And I. Okay. He was. Yeah. After I saw that, then I went back and I was reading another book by him. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look him up because, yeah, that was an interesting episode. But that's all I know him from. Is that... He was describing the light uh, in, in one of the. So, he has one book that talks about his, his time in prison. And then he has another book that talks about, like, the magic that got him out. And in one of those rituals. He talked exactly about like that this light 
imagine a light coming down straight through you okay. and then it extends out into the universe. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard him say that, but yeah, I do that all the time. Very cool. It yeah. might be a very common thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just getting started and right. Even for like guided that. meditations, talk about the light coming in and coming out, kind of, kind of things. But yeah, yeah. But I definitely think you know, like I was talking about the power of, um, you know, words and things like that and visualization. So when you, I think maybe when you add like a ceremony to it, that even adds more, you know, power to all of that, you know, it's just another step. So. Yeah. Do you think that there's more power in a ceremony or something like that because it's being practiced by multiple people throughout time? That's a good question. I've never thought about that. That's interesting. Is that maybe in your book a little better? No. I was. I've been wondering for yeah, a long time. I don't know. You know, I I would think there there would be in a way, just just the history of that and yeah, never know. I guess it's that's kind of like the idea of like the collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like if more people or more spirits are believing in one thing like does it make it stronger right i think so definitely. i think it does too i definitely think there's something happening right now and i and i notice it when i talk to other people you included but i run into people a lot like and i just feel that there's this evolution happening definitely with the collective consciousness and uh, a lot of us are feeling it what, what do you think it is? So, and I think, so once I found like the law of one, and I think I, I showed you some of that, I really believe a lot of what the law of one says, just because everything I've heard, it feels so familiar, like something I always knew and somehow forgotten, but it talks about, and I'll say real quick what that is, it's, it's some channeled teachings from the 1980s um, that were channeled through a woman. I don't, I don't remember her name, but um, there was an entity named Ra, which channeled up, channeled these different things. There's a, a lot of them, tons of sessions um, on the website. It's a law of one.net maybe. But, um, and, and Aaron Abke also talks about this kind of stuff who's a spiritual teacher who I like a lot and talks about so that we're evolving. It talks about this time right now that we're, we're humans are going through another stage of evolution. And that, um, so right now our heart chakras are opening and we're moving into from a third to fourth density. So I, I really believe it. I think, you know, right now is, and that's why there's such extreme polarities. It's just sort of this thing that humanity has to get to. And I believe we will evolve past it and we'll become much wiser, more loving beings. And maybe not in this lifetime, because I believe in uh, reincarnation, but our future reincarnations, I do believe that we'll just be just beings of love. Yeah, I I agree. I think 
another way I look at it is I think it has something to do with the interconnectivity. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Like we have a chance for the first time ever to possibly speak the same language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's exciting, really. It is exciting. Sometimes I get confused or I second guess it because I wonder, well, am I just living in a very small bubble and I keep just moving closer and closer into this bubble? <laughs> <laughs> or is the bubble expanding? I think the bubble's expanding. Sure. I just uh, I just keep connecting with people with similar stories and stories about going through awakenings. And, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I also think people are more open about talking about these kinds of things. Yes. Yeah. And that helps because that sort of spans that idea and helps evolve it, I guess. Mm hmm Yeah, and even, like, in science, like, basic science is starting to open up to right. connect more to the metaphysical and spirituality. I think they're completely connected, spirituality and science. In my mind, they are. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know anyone who actually really don't know. I could probably think of someone, but I don't know anyone who wouldn't agree on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know cool people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that meditation um, evolves and expands the human consciousness through meditation. I have to believe in that. Just through that energy, just sending that energy out. My favorite part about meditation or any kind of mindful practice like that is that it gives people the chance to reconnect with who they are. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And and I think it was instead of like being moved around by external forces, I think humans have been moved around so long for so distracted too. Yeah. People are so distracted, which I get so distracted too, but that, that's why it's so good to meditate. Gecker totally said, uh, we're never more closely connected to our true beingness, I think is how he's saying it, as when we're still and quiet. I yeah, think that makes that sense. Sometimes I think it's hard for people to do nothing and realize that they're doing something really wonderful by doing nothing. Yeah, I think there's a certain guilt associated with doing nothing in the society, so. That is so true. I definitely experienced that. I experienced that too. Yeah. We feel like we always have to be doing something, being productive, which is good. It's good to be productive too. Balance is good. That's hard to achieve, but yeah. Good to get that balance. I wonder how society, or I guess societal structures are going to play a role in like the mass awakening. Right. In like what way? Yeah. Like, are they going to play along with it? Right. 
or is there going to be something new that's going to be built? Let's see. I think, yeah, I think we would have to sort of rework everything. I think we would, for sure. I think, uh, I think we definitely will get to the place where love to to be able to take care of each other and um i don't think there'll be any more greed and you know things like that big corporations controlling everything i believe we'll get to a place beyond that and yeah we build a society that works for everyone one yeah. day perhaps not in this lifetime again but another reincarnation which this is just a little blip in time and so i believe our energy is ancient and eternal you probably believe the same thing i mean it's just science will even tell you that you know yeah i i do i the way i see it is kind of like and this is just my guess but like mm -hmm. souls are kind of like when they exit the body they go up to be in some kind of like cosmic soup yeah and then they just, there's like some big ladle up there <laughs> that like scoops in and gets like a mix. I think they get intermixed and like a portion of it comes down and enters into a human. Something like that. Yeah, I think and it might be depend on where you are and your own evolution. I'm not really sure. but um. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Right. I really have <laughs> experienced a couple moments and I don't know what it was. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but there was one in particular, and this was probably four years ago. And I, it was in the process of like this awakening process I've went through, but I did leave my body and I, I truly felt being part, that oneness of being part of everyone and everything just completely once where there was no self understood in that moment at all. Like it was just, it was everything all at once. I don't know. That makes sense to me. Right. I've, I've experienced that before and at times it's caused me actually some problems. Yeah. In, in what way? Well, I guess if like, if you really are like in that state and like, really in flow with being everything is everything you can't actually like you I, I guess you your ego's like on hold and it made me realize that you kind of need that little creature in there yeah it's true we we do need to like sort of accept and integrate it I think yeah um like there's a time for it and then there's like an right. impractical time for it right. which is so weird because it's really what it is right yeah although Eckhart Tolle does not seem to have an ego I feel like he doesn't you know you ever notice that you ever watch him hmm. I feel like he does yeah not but he does have a good like sense of identity yeah like he yeah perhaps. seems to yeah 
He knows his his place. Mm-hmm. So maybe ego's not exactly the right word. Right. Well, like our, I don't know, what some, some spiritual uh, teachers talk about, like our dark shadow. That's, an, that's another one that we actually need to accept and integrate also. And mm-hmm. they, yeah, they do have their places also, you know. It's weird. Yeah, we just, it's a play. I think, yeah, it's really big to just accept, accept certain parts of ourselves. Yeah. Have you gone through multiple awakenings? I feel like I have. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a process. It's an ongoing process. There's like different steps in it. How about you? I would say, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely have. And I think most recently, I feel like it was going back to deal with all the shadows Mm -hmm. and like catching them up to speed or integrating them. Right. Yeah. It it really sucked. (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. (laughs) The shadows are a tough one because you don't even... You don't even know what they are so you know is how do how do we get in touch with all of that it's tough yeah the biggest one for me or the biggest general thing was that i would look backwards in time and then see that i would do things differently because i'd bring my current perspective backwards there in time and i wasn't being like kind right. to my past self mm-hmm. and it was starting to really prevent me from doing a lot of things like when I was going through that I never would have started a podcast because even like when we're recording this now by the time it goes up I'll probably be a more thoughtful person I hope right yeah I think you are (laughs) but yeah I'm really interested in people's awakenings that's an interesting one just the process what do you feel set yours off? Was it like, I know you've had some um, health issues and things like that. Yeah, that my health issues, that was definitely one of them realizing that I like coming in contact to like immortality. Right. Like I'm, I can't just do whatever I want. Uh, right. It's a big one. And you- it, at a young age or younger than I expected. I thought I had forever to go. Right. Yeah. It does make (laughs) me think about it. It's interesting. I can imagine. When I was uh, born, I was born with a hole in my heart. So I had a heart surgery when I was five. So I did sort of see, and which, you know, at five, I didn't really understand, but, you know, just like seeing, I remember feeling really bad for like other sick kids in the hospital, you know, so Mm -hmm. just being exposed to things like that too interesting you know at a young age yeah yeah that's got to leave some kind of some kind of imprint or idea Mm -hmm. of what that all means Um, my brother also died in 2017 oh wow that's huge sorry so they were almost like two separate pieces of new awareness right and that's what pushes people into awakenings usually, or these 
yeah, these really like devastating moments that we're confronted with. And I also did some mushrooms in high school. Yeah. <laughs> kicked, it, kicked it off. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of mushrooms and acid in high school. <laughs> high school is a great time, right? Right. Yeah. But I, st I still like the shrooms for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm more, I'm very natural about things though. So I don't really like um, chemicals. Yeah. I like mushrooms. It's interesting. People I meet who were like, more experimental at younger ages tend to have their lives a lot more together later on yeah that's interesting that's an interesting thought i haven't really thought about that it definitely makes you think deeper mm -hmm. there's this book island it's one of my favorite books by aldous huxley Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone in this, it's a utopian culture. And okay, cool. Like when, the, when the kids are, well, I guess they're not kids, but when they're 12, I think 12, they climb a mountain and then they have to train to climb this mountain. And then when they get to the top, they have a mushroom ceremony and they're like initiated <laughs> into adulthood. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're reading some good books. I should get some, uh, start writing them down, get a list from you. <laughs> I've been reading a New Earth very slowly because I've been busy, but by Eckhart Tolle, it's a really beautiful book. It's really great. I'll check it out. Actually, I mostly listen to books. Okay. These I, days. I do sometimes that I find myself not paying attention and missing a lot. When I listen, I think I absorb the information better if I read it. Yeah, I wasn't good at it when I began. Yeah. And yeah, maybe the more I do it. Because I do. Yeah, I, I mean, if reading works for you, reading. But, I mean, if I would stay focused on the audiobooks, it'd be cool because I spend a lot of time editing on the computer. So, And then I've. I've listened to certain podcasts and I stay interested. I don't know. Maybe it's just sort of the speaker or the monotone sort of voice with some of them that I drift off because I can follow podcasts fine. Hmm. I don't know. That's so funny. I, I love those robot voices. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, I do. I Yeah. It's easier for me to pay attention. Okay. Sometimes it can be kind of soothing. It's an acquired, right? Acquired taste. Acquired. Yeah. So, what was your most recent awakening like? Most recent, gosh, there it's it's hard to even say. I don't even you know. There's just so many bits and pieces. Um, it's hard to pick like one moment. Not really sure. Um, this past year in general, since COVID started, it's been it's been really huge for me because I've never meditated so much and so regularly. So that's been like another evolution for me. To uh, every morning I meditate now, and it it just changes my entire day for the better. I mean, it's just I feel like I just 
feel like it's how you sync up to the matrix or something. It's, you know, it's how you, it's how you, uh, have control of it. But, uh, and just my days just go really well, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it, but just meditating so much, uh, just every day has just really changed my life. And I just, I feel happy. I, yeah, I feel good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have a group of friends or people that like help support you in your journey? I do. And I've been meeting lots of new great people too. There's this, <clears throat> excuse me, the spiritual group that I've went to a few times now, uh, with these really great group of people. Yeah. I just really enjoy their company. So, and had a really great experience with them, uh, very recently. So might've involved some shrooms, <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm just feeling their energy. They're just all just filled with so much love. It was just so amazing to feel all the energy in one space. And I, I felt it all merge. It was really beautiful. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. We should go. I'll have to, I'll have to like figure out how to get you invited in. You should totally go. Should go secret to the, club? It is, it is a little bit. I can imagine it should. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to come with me sometime. We'll, we'll get you in there. I'm very open to that. Yeah. And I love meeting new people. Yeah, they're very cool people. Isn't that interesting how you can feel energy of people? Yes. And I feel it so strong now I feel with around people. I just feel like I feel people's energy so much stronger. I don't know. It's interesting. Do you think it's almost like an extra sense that you're developing? I do. It's weird. Yeah. I think it's I I think it's all here. I just for everyone, but I think we just don't connect with it. And it yeah. Sometimes so we don't notice it. How do you think that relates to intuition? Hmm, that's a good question too. about that one gosh I mean I guess we feel different energies so yeah I mean if you feel like a really great energy from someone you know you have a good intuition that they're a great person and I really I feel like I can I don't know everything really operates on energy you know, if you really, you know, step back and look at it, it's all energy. It's, I feel all this, like, all the maybe negative energy, you would say, has just been falling away from me. And I feel like all this good energy and good people just keep coming to me. And it's really great. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I've, I've definitely experienced waves of that. And it's absolutely the best. It is when you just like keep meeting beautiful people. And yeah, really good. This yeah. year's been really weird for me with that since you can't really see people. Or yeah, that's true. Not as many people. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had old friends just drop off 
but you know, I just, that's just, that's the way of energy, you know, it's the, yeah. the laws of the universe. Our energies don't fit together anymore. Yeah. And this whole, like the whole pandemic is almost like a catalyst to those kinds of changes that were like prolonged things right. that needed to change that finally everyone's just like, okay, we're done. Exactly. Yeah. I, I kind of think if you're in the process of something, it's almost kind of like sped up, you know, in one direction or another. So if you're kind of going one way, then you're that way. You know, if you're going another way, then you're already over there. So some people are struggling and not doing well. I know. Yeah. There's been a lot of positives too, though, for sure. Just having some extra time, you know, to meditate or work on projects like you've been doing. So. so this place, tell me a little bit more. So this place that you're working on getting, your is this where your studio could be? Right. Is you living there? Right. So just sort of uh, uh, like this is storefront style home. So it's got like a big open studio space when you first walk in. And it's all wood floors throughout. It's a lot of space, high ceilings. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So. What's one thing that this last year has taught you? Hmm, one thing. such a good question one thing that's always hard uh I feel like I've I've come to some sort of place with myself where it's just I'm not sure how to describe it it's just a sort of a full acceptance and just love it's just yeah well that's a beautiful thing <laughs> right sure. do you have any advice for a younger version of yourself hmm. or people that might be going right. through similar kinds of experience. The, the biggest things I definitely learned, like I, and I did say this earlier, but it's, it's so important to understand that our inner world creates our outer in the way that, you know, we really need to do that work on ourselves and then the external work world will match and sync up to that. So once we love ourselves and accept ourselves, then, you know, we'll attract those, you know, good people into our lives and those good situations and things sort of, you know, line up. And so there's that. And then another one is that we are not our thoughts. We have thoughts. And we have a body. We are not our body, you know. So. Yeah, those are good points. Mm -hmm. Those are points that come from, you know, spiritual teachers. I can tell you, you know, not the exact words, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you have any ideas for how people can start to, 
like integrate those ideas right I know that's something I'm still working on right the we are not our thoughts I feel like meditation and observing your thoughts um is a big one so you can kind of just sit back observe and then like be loving about them though you know be like understanding and gentle about it don't judge them and just sort of uh release them but the more you do that i feel like you notice that you're separate from them and i also feel like just in regular everyday situations when you're in a situation where you might normally be triggered and react in a way you might regret later. You're able to sort of separate yourself from that situation and then be more mindful in the moments of doing that. And then the other one, yeah, just sort of working on yourself. Um, again, I just think like syncing up with like source energy, your like meditation. And accepting and like integrating, thinking about, you know, things from the past. We're talking about like dark shadows and really just like forgiving yourself and understanding that we all just are doing the best we can in the moment with the information we have. And we couldn't have done any better than that in that moment. And there's no point to, you know, even mm -hmm. worry or obsess about it. You know, that's just so if you can just accept um, and love all of those parts of yourself and um, sort of integrate that along with your ego and uh, just sort of be more gentle with ourselves. Yeah. I love that advice. <laughs> I also, I like to apply that to how I view other people too, has been a really That's healing a thing. One. Yeah, that is a big one too. Like to do that too. I don't know about you, but I used to get kind of frustrated or like almost like annoyed when people yeah. were just in different in different perspectives or in different right oh yeah for sure I places. think everyone that way everyone gets that way but yeah I try to do that now I I like do different things and you probably do something similar I I try to like feel that everyone as if they are me because we truly are all one you know so there's that and and I also have like different things I like to visualize, you know, and remember that I just see these little twinkling, little beautiful God spirits in everyone, you know, they're all there, even if their ego is kind of, you know, shielding it, we don't really, you know, see it on the surface, it's still there and everyone is in their own place of learning and evolution and they're, they're, Everyone feels they're doing the best with the information they have at the moment, you know. I like that image a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. I like to picture people when I meet them, what they might look like when they were a kid, what they might act like and look like. That's a fun one. Interesting. Do you know what kind of kid I was? I bet you're pretty silly. I don't know. What kind of kid were you? <laughs> so I guess I was silly. I was pretty quiet. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was pretty quiet too. Yeah. I mean, I'm still relatively quiet, so I was like extremely shy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
quieter. Right. Yeah. I was quiet, but I, you know, around my family, I wasn't, you know, I I drove them nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did too. That's really, that's a good thing too, to remember when you're in a disagreement with somebody or anything like that, just viewing them from that kind of angle. Mm-hmm. It's a good exercise, a good thought exercise. Yeah, it is. Have any other thoughts or things that we haven't touched upon that you just want to share? Any stories? I feel like we did a really good job. I, I enjoyed it. was a very well-rounded. Yeah. feel good about it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so if people want to connect with you and uh, learn more about you and, and your art, how, how should they do that? Oh, um, I'm on Facebook. That is Haas Studios, I think. I don't know if there's any more to that. Um, it's H-A-A-S. Maybe... I don't know. Uh, it might... I'll type it up yeah, in the description. And then on Instagram, I'm Haas Boss Photo Art. And again, that's Haas, H-A-A-S. And I have a website, and that's RebeccaHaasStudios.com. Excellent. Yeah. And is there a favorite kind of project that you like to be hired for? Um... I love just like creative shoots. I love art installations and creating things in public areas um, and combining them both. Or if anyone's interested in some sort of unique set or background or wants to do some creative photo shoot. Um, Yeah, things like that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. This was a lovely conversation and I'm really happy that I got to get to know you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. All right, everyone. We'll be back next week with more Cosmic Thoughts.